2: Welcome to the WrestleTalk Talk podcast. I am a returning, probably seventy-eight percent healthy Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke
1: Owen, D A D. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Ollie Davis, on your return to the podcast. No longer will I have to scroll through comments that are like, "Does Ollie not just just did he not just do podcasts anymore? Is he just given up on doing the podcasts?" i signed up to see ollie and luke do these podcasts not these revolving door licorice all sorts chumps i want to see ollie on this show
2: that's sully's nickname (laughs) revolving door licorice all sort chump
1: yeah it rolls off the tongue yeah uh yeah well what was it uh, 10 days oh yeah you missed two roars Hmm. and a dynamite so you missed a week and a half why? But like, but then I was off for a week before that as well. Oh so yeah. So together we've <coughs> missed three roars and
2: two dynamites. Oh damn! It has been a while. That's yeah. like a month with people not having their usual lineup. Well, apologies, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Yeah. Like Luke had a fam. You know, you you had to break the
1: baby. I did have to break the baby. With your week off. I did indeed. Yeah.
2: And then I
1: broke yeah i think in breaking my child uh, to help her sleep better at night i inadvertently broke you and you could no longer sleep at night Goddamn damn butterfly effect <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling in general <laughs>
2: well yeah
3: no, so,
2: so just to get that out i will have this uncontrollable cough which i kind of
1: had anyway you had that beforehand uh but Some people are used to it remember when dave meltzer went through that period where he had that cough and it just it was a never-ending cough because he never took any time off. <clears throat> I don't think it's a cough with him. I think that's his computer updating. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh no, yes, I before it was a superficial cough and I was just like, oh, this is just annoying. Occasionally I cough, but there was no other bad vibes. But now I am yeah, I'm not the rest of me is mm. Feeling pretty tired. And I got, I did the, you know, I saw a doctor on Tuesday being like, boom, I've got long COVID, sign me up. And then I can blame everything on long COVID. And he said, no, you haven't got long COVID. Uh, You you just have a sort of weakened immune system off of the back of uh, having COVID, even though when I had COVID, it was relatively a fine experience. So if anyone gets a cold around you, You're going to get a cold. Yeah. And there were a lot of colds going around Mm. our office. And my lady partner got a cold. I just recovered from Pete's cold, it felt like. And then my lady partner brought a cold into my house. (laughs) Under your roof. (sighs) Came for dinner at my table, this cold. Yeah. Slept in my bed. And I got it. And I got it pretty bad. Uh, But I also said to the doctor, just ask him for a friend, would that make hangovers worse? Because this is something I've experienced. Because I thought I
1: was getting ill because I was having these brutal hangovers. Because you you quite famously have three-day hangovers anyway. Anyway. But we got to a point where it was day five, and you were still feeling like you had a hangover. Yeah, just like mental fog, fatigue, sneezing, cough,
2: usual cold symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I asked him, and he said, could be. <gasps>
1: He really? So yeah, I'm vindicated. So, uh, so the, your weaker immune system means that you have just had longer hangovers, like a, a week long hangover. Well, he didn't. He didn't confirm that. He just said could
2: be. And I'm I'm clinging I'm to that.
1: Yeah. I remember uh, when I went to the doctors once because I was not feeling very well, uh, and I had to answer a bunch of questions and stuff. And he asked me like, "How often do I eat fast food?" Mm. Uh, and I said, "Quite a bit." I'm quite partial to a KFC. This was back in my meat-eating days. So I was quite partial to a KFC. And the doctor said to me, I was like, well, you know what? A KFC every now and again isn't the worst thing in the world. And I told my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> the doctor told me that I should eat KFC. Like, that, he, that was his words that having KFC will make me better. Well, he didn't specifically
2: say the frequency, but I'm going to assume every three days. Well, that, well yeah. Every now and again. What would you say every now and again is? Every now and again, it does depend on the delivery. So every now and then it's okay. Or every now and then. Which which of the two? It was I think it was probably more the first one. Yeah. That
1: to me says every couple of weeks. Yeah. (laughs) How how often were you having Oh every day. Kufka. Uh, every day i went through a period i mean we were talking about this in the office yesterday because adam was bragging that he used to have a uh, big orders at um fast food restaurants as it turns out they're tiny <laughs> and uh, they're what a aren- weird flex it was well it was because you be like oh, you know i'd have a, a large big mac meal and uh, maybe a side it was like adam 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 when i was in my when i when i was a a film journalist i was a career fast food eater well when i was a career film journalist i did end up becoming a career fast food eater as well because screenings were at awkward times Mm. like screenings were either at 10 or at 12 so like i would go for an early morning screening that ends at 12 and then by the time i get home it's an hour and a half later it's nearing two o'clock it's too late for lunch so i'm gonna have to eat lunch once the screening is finished so i have got to go to a fast food place if it's a midday one can't accept, can't have a 10 can i can't have my lunch at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock no I've got to wait till two o'clock and i gotta just eat it then can't wait till half three when i get home so i went through a period where i was trying to rid the world of big macs <laughs> and i would have large big mac meal two double cheeseburgers what and whatever in one city yeah and whatever seasonal side was going at the time so whether that is like the uh the breaded cheese triangles or like you uh, had three burgers well they're tiny burgers and chips yeah large but they're tiny burgers aren't they? They're like, there's still
2: burgers. They're not double a... cheese burgers. Yeah. You had there's two patties in a big mac. Yeah. Uh-huh. You had six patties yeah. in a sitting.
1: They're very small.
2: They're not good. Gu- but surely it's high. It's a half pound of meat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not not good meat either. No, no, I've no, well, no idea. i what that meat is. M- McDonald's adverts say it's okay. I'm sure they're telling the truth. Why would they need
2: to lie yeah. to us? It's British. It's definitely British organic meat. Don't when, when an advertising campaign has to say don't don't believe what people are telling you. This is okay to eat.
1: <laughs> oh, we sent this Smoke. person to a, a McDonald's farm, and this farmer said, "Oh yeah, it's 100% British beef," and he genuinely looks like a genuine farmer. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Not an actor. It said it on the name
2: (laughs) bar. And he's wearing a lab coat. But you're a farmer. He's in a lab coat. Don't argue with
1: him. It's more trustworthy. Probably a dog close by. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, when I'd go to KFC, you would get the, um, the, the Zinger Tower box meal so that is get getting Zinger, thing
2: zinger's too hot for my taste
1: so you'd get the uh the chicken burger with the hash brown tower version Love of the that. Hash brown. and you get the uh chicken side mm-hmm. and your large chips and your gravy and your large drink you go gravy no beans Gra- always gravy oh, yeah it's good for the chips i like beans uh, and then on top of that i would get 20 piece um chick- popcorn chicken popcorn chicken and two more sides of chicken and two hot wings and that was like my KFC order. How long did that take you to eat? Oh, you could do that in half an hour. That's a
2: long time to be continuously eating.
1: Well, you know, you listen to podcasts and, uh, <laughs> and the time flies. Because I mean, you're on your own as well. So, like, you know, your own company is yourself. This is becoming quite depressing. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a dark period of your life. This was when I was at my heaviest. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, my, you know, my wife, she's now my wife, but she was like, you know, I think, are you putting weight on? Mm
2: because i could i probably was it sounds like the exact sort of eating patterns that you just fall into by accident and by habit but with noom you can break <laughs> that we're not even sponsored by noom
1: so yeah so adam was trying to brag about his uh fast food eating habits and i would be like adam you don't come to you don't come to this office and try and brag he can eat a worrying amount of food he eats pizzas very quickly yeah like Full a, a large pizza
2: and then if any other pizza is around him He'll go for that. as He well. will Who but not up. immediately. No, he'll wait. I was out with him two two weeks ago. <coughs> and we all got food. And Andy was there, so that food was not finished. <laughs> but you know, he just got he, he's sort of like a pigeon, isn't he? he? Just pecks at it and then he leaves it. <coughs> yeah. But it was at the other end of the table to Adam. And Adam, throughout the course of the night, slowly just slowly brought it towards him. Never saw him touch it. But it made its way to him.
1: And then he was just eating it. He's got a magnet system under the table that he's just dragging it across with. It's probably some board game tactic (laughs) that he uses. Um, We have got some emails that I've been sort of holding on to as well until your return. Mm. Um, But we will get into the main show first before we dive into those. Uh, We are talking about Scorpio Sky winning the TNT title. (laughs) Scorpio! Real sky. Who he won it from? Sumi Kawara. And yeah, is it the hot potato title? Here is the show. Sorry, if it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> Literally, with the three seconds left on the countdown, Ollie just turned to me and whispered, "I bought a ukulele while I was ill. I did. I'm gonna bring it in. No, you
3: I
2: can not. play. I can play Kate Nash foundations. <laughs> I can play. I can play uh, the song from the Jerk." And I can also play You Are My Sunshine.
1: Oh, well, that's
2: nice. And Stand By Me.
1: That is almost the perfect song to play on a ukulele. It's really
2: simple. And it sounds... No,
1: no way. Get out of town. Hey, shut up.
2: (laughs) Welcome to the AEW Review Podcast, where the TNT title changed hands again. I'm Ollie Davis. (coughs) The warning, disclaimer, I cannot control this cough. No. So it might have little cough breaks but I'll, I'll go off mic for it and i'm joined by luke
1: owen d a d hello mate how are you feeling aside from welcome back to mm. the aew dynamite review you have been missed you've also been missed on the one ra- uh two weeks I, it's two weeks it's two weeks since you and i have done a dynamite yes, review yeah, together and i think yeah. that's what people see when they don't see you and i together both of us may as well mm-hmm. not be here mm. so it's nice. We to be are, able, we are, we are one. one. We are Legion. Yeah. So it's it's nice for us to be able to do this again. Yeah. No, here, I've, I've, I've missed talking Dynamite I've, with I've you. i genuinely missed it.
2: When I was, when, when I couldn't do Raw last week, and I watched Raw, I wrote the script, and I just ended up giving to you because I couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I don't, I'm not going to miss the podcast though. When I couldn't, when I was like, I cannot speak, I was genuinely annoyed. Uh, that I can do the podcast, but anyway, we're
1: here now. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, welcome me back with a subscribe, if you not. Yeah, already. why not? We are nearing. I say nearing. We are about sixty-three thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. so we're not too far off our seventy thousand subscriber goal. Where there's, we... a, there's a more important number.
2: There was also sixty nine. I think you should bring the gold down. <laughs> You're right.
1: We should do it at sixty nine. Sixty nine thousand. So if we can get to sixty nine thousand subscribers, we're going to do a ten hour Royal Rumble randomizer stream. And
2: I well, I'm I'm worried that people might just stick us at sixty nine thousand after that. There'll be more stuff later on. Like <laughs> we, I'm kind of okay with. Yeah, I might.
1: Oh, you <laughs> we're forever at sixty nine thousand. Forever. As yeah.
2: yeah. 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 can go for it. Actively damage the channel for <laughs> a bit. Uh yes, and also another way to welcome me back, the
1: best way to support this channel Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, this week it's been a packed old week for content because uh, myself and Sullivan Bo Brown reviewed NXT Takeover Dallas from twenty sixteen, and today they are recording WrestleTalk after dark. Today? Yeah they're recording. Oh it. I thought it was tomorrow. After, oh, the, wow. after this, huh. in fact, for the first time since Uh, i think february 2020 wrestle talk after dark will be in person and filmed and filmed because before you you wouldn't see it we'd only ever do it as an audio thing because we used to like just be in disparate places around the room it was impossible for us to film now we've got a much nicer setup here so we are going to film it as well so it will remain a video (laughs) podcast it'll remain an audio podcast but it'll be in person adam sully pete Andy. And I'll be there at the start of it. Wow! But then I need to go home and look after my child. I've got to go because I've got to sort out a
2: staircase issue with hopefully the house we're buying. And then I'm going to finish my woodworking course.
0: (gasps) Oh my God, we never talked about the woodworking (laughs) course.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry, what's happened here is me and Luke just want to chat to each other. (laughs) And everyone's tuned in to talk about AEW, which was a great show. It was a really good show.
1: We are going to talk about it as well. But you and I haven't had a proper debrief. Since we've been back, we got to talk about future food stars yeah. a couple days ago, though. Yeah. <laughs> new episode tonight. Is it tonight? Yeah. A new Master Master tonight.
2: The the and new Taskmaster tonight. Did you watch the Wim Hof show yet? No, no. Well, you only told me about that. Yesterday. <laughs> get on it, though, mate. Okay, right. Dynamite. Very good show. I'm just going to put this out on Front Street. Really enjoyed the show in isolation. There was nothing bad on this show at all. In fact, a lot of it was both Incredibly enjoyable to watch and very newsworthy. Ray Phoenix's return, CM Punk versus Hangman Page confirmed, despite Hangman getting COVID. FTR. <coughs> the FTR match and this title change in a, in a cracking main event. Um, I hate to be the guy who's just like, oh yeah, but it was really fun. But I feel like a lot of the stories, every single one of them really, just is lacking something in the build. Yeah. So in isolation, great episode. But when you zoom out and look at how we got to all of these, I just feel like there's a big missed opportunity.
1: We were talking about this on last uh, week's Dynamite. That, and I've, I've mentioned this before with AEW. Um, one of my big issues I have with the promotion, which I, I love and like Dynamite is my favourite show to watch every single week. Because what, the things I love the most about Dynamite is that even when it's not the best show ever, <laughs> It's not a really good show. Like four out of five is basically like the benchmark. It's not Mm -hmm. even the benchmark. That's just like the standard for Dynamite. Cool. I get to watch a two hour four out of five show every single week. That makes me a very happy wrestling fan, which is why I'm never like that fussed when it's like, oh man, it's not as good as it was two years ago because not every show could be five out of five every week. However, one of the things I do think is kind of problematic within AEW is that they have four months in between pay-per-views but they only ever book pay-per-views with like three weeks before the show starts. So rather than using your four months that you have to build new stories and this and the other, it feels like Tony's like, oh, is it next week? Oh, (laughs) oh, it's The Simpsons. Oh, let's just say Mo." Yeah. Sometimes it just felt like, you know, what's what's Jurassic Express's storyline going into the pay-per-view? They're not the young bucks though. Well, yeah, but that's that's a problem, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, uh, Thunder Rosa just about got a potential direction for Double or Nothing on this episode.
2: I would... I, this week was definitely the start of the road to Double or Nothing. We got our first match announced. It's the world title match. It would have been a much bigger angle, I bet, but Hangman, you can't You can't. Yeah, exactly. like, hold them up for that. Hopefully we get whatever they have planned next week. But it is, you know, four weeks out from a pay-per-view. I don't, I don't know if I agree with what you're saying that they should build a pay-per-view for four months i think
1: you should just have a few specials in the interim to break things up no i i'm not saying anything against the special i just think my my point more my point is that i think with cm punk you could see that after revolution we were heading towards hangman versus punk at double mm-hmm. or nothing and they have just spent the last eight 12 weeks slowly drip feeding that till we got to this point here but you could do that with all of your titles. Oh, yeah. And, and they don't. Or you can do that with a lot of the storylines. And I just don't think that they do. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a missed opportunity across the boards.
2: Well, Let's talk about the main event of this show, uh, Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky, for the TNT title in a ladder match. Oh, yeah. Which I think is probably quite a blatant example of what we're talking about here. The TNT title has now changed hands five times this year. Granted, there was some undisputed title, Cody Rhodes bits at the start, but it's only ever changed hands 11 times. Well, actually, no, there's been 11 reigns, so it's only changed hands 10 times. In its first year and a half, it changed hands five times. Yeah. In the last five months, the other half have happened.
1: Yeah, and it's changed hands. It it went from, like, Sammy had it after he beat Miro, and then Cody won it not that long after, and then... Had the interim championship stuff and Sammy won, and then Sammy lost it to Scorpio Sky, and then Sammy won it back off of Scorpio Sky, and then he's lost it back to Scorpio Sky. So it has become, as we put in the thumbnail for this, the hot potato title. Mm. But the question does raise there is that a bad thing? Having a title that changes hands a lot, if it was the world title, it's a massive issue. Mm. But your mid card championship and it's not like you know it's going to change hands next week i mean it might do hmm. but like i think for this period of time just going back and forth between two guys does make it feel like hey you never know what's going to happen when you tune in to watch dynamite because i went into this episode of dynamite 100 percent convinced that sammy guevara was retaining same. the title so when scorpio sky won it was like a proper like oh man and i think the crowd live had the same thoughts because that crowd when they realized that scorpio was going to win went nuts because it was using... great near like oh, yeah. ends as well, yeah. So so good. So I have really no issue with a hot potato title if this is sort of an isolated period of it. Mm. I did say though on last week's Dynamite that I was kind of hoping that Sammy Guevara would hold on to it and then Miro can come back and oh. kick him in his stupid little face. Oh,
2: that would be a beautiful comeuppance. I yeah, I I agree. TNT title. It was originally pitched as going to be a, an equal belt to the AEW World Championship. Yeah, Cody's gone now. That has not happened. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, it's a TV title. It can change hands a lot, providing not just like if it's not all the time. We've had our long reigns. We've had Miro's reign. We've had Cody's several reigns. Derby's. Derby had a massive reign. Didn't do much with it, but... He defended it virtually every week. Uh, but the can't shake your that.
1: Like, you can't make a point. And, really then, a and then someone points you right. <laughs> I go like, oh well, maybe fake news. Uh, the <laughs> the um,
2: it's just the story. Yeah, and this doesn't feel like a
1: coherent story. It feels rushed. It feels it's a background to Paige Van Zandt's in-ring debut. That as well. It's
2: that uh, they've changed course based on the fan reactions, which is great. Um, but for me, I felt like, oh, you've got... Sammy's just had the heel turn. He is incredibly unlikable in this performance. There is a lot of mileage to have him hold the belt for months and build to that moment of him then losing the title. You can still do that, just have him win it again next week. <laughs> yeah, but so my my big point that I said in my review is... Look Scorpio Sky has has had quite a few opportunities to be the guy. Um, it hasn't happened. he didn't not in the tag run, not in the last sort of gold ring sonic gold ring thing that he had. Um, I don't know if people were cheering Scorpio Sky or if they were
1: booing Sammy Guevara i thing. It's actually, I think, a little from column A, a little from column B. I think the two are combined together. They were cheering for Scorpio's guy to beat Sammy Guevara. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, we really want to see Scorpio win. It's, we want to see Sammy get beaten by this guy. Mm -hmm. So, it could have probably been anyone in that position. They probably would have got the same sort of reaction. I just, you know what? As we're talking about this, it all stems back
2: to just give Keith Lee the title (laughs) two months ago. Well, you know, maybe. This could have just gone on Without the title, yeah, this is probably a better feud without the belt. You make it about American Top Team and Ty Conti and Paige Van Zandt.
1: That is, I that I do agree with. It is tying up the mid card title into this mixed gender tag team uh, feud that we've got going on, and the debut of Paige Van Zandt in ring when we get to Double or Nothing in a couple of weeks' time. This is there's something about Cody Rhodes's um, exit from aew and this is a tna for a second then, hmm. exit from aew and those interviews you know when he did like a thousand interviews on like the day after wrestlemania and was... then they were like and he's gonna do a promo on raw and i'm like i've already uh... heard what he's got to say there was a moment i don't know who he said it with when he was talking about like i did everything there was to do in aew what am i going to be a 25 time tnt champion this sammy position was clearly designed for cody Stemming back to last year... Because remember, American Top Team started their feud mm. with Cody and Brandy. Yeah, yeah. It's clearly, their plan was to do Cody and Brandy versus Scorpio and Paige Van Zandt. And with Cody gone, they just put Sammy and Ty into that position instead. So Cody was probably looking at a lot of this and being like, well, I'm going to win the TNT title like four more times <laughs> in this feud. And I just like... I think that... Based on what he said there, what well, am I going to be a 25-time champion? He was probably looking at, I'm going to be a 10-time champion for the years out. Mm. And that being part of a decision to be like, eh, I don't really think there's much here for me anymore. Which is why he's gone back to WWE. Possibly. Uh, should we talk about the actual match? Because oh, the actual
2: match, match was fantastic. Ladder match. Uh, just like insane spots from the start. Sammy Guevara gave Scorpio Sky just a German on the ramp and then started doing snow angels a great heel mannerism i thought oh god that was
1: that was rough i hope we don't get anything rough this <laughs> that was like in the very <laughs> opening couple of minutes mm. sammy by the way sammy Guevara, <laughs> much better heel than he is a yeah. babyface.
2: well i disagree i think because as a heel he wrestles like a babyface. the incredible at like top rope stuff yeah uh, uh the he's selling is full-on babyface heels don't sell like a babyface in peril like Sammy does, but there is something about him that is just, he has a punchable face. He's—he's he's got a sort of yeah, like a Miz face. It's his
1: hair. I think is part of the problem. He's got proper douchebag hair.
2: <laughs> he's got vlogger hair, hasn't he? <laughs> but he's like yeah, he. But I do think like occasionally, as you saw in that first Dynamite match, it was Sammy and Cody. Cody, yeah. You? Like, oh, you're like, oh, my God, when this guy turns baby face, he's going to be white hot. So I think he'll just be that guy who has to
1: go between the two every other year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think he works great as a heel. And I think he's like, as opposed to Cody, who is like, I'm not going to go down that heel road, um, even though the crowd are telling me that I should. And Brandy. Being like, no, I am a heel, but I'm also going to get all the babyface moments. <laughs> this feud would have been so much more disastrous with those two oh, in, this, God, in yeah. this story. But Sammy and Ty are just like, no, cool, we'll just be the heels then. Yeah, we're we'll very just, good at it. And them. we'll just play up to all the heel moments. Oh,
2: the way you just said that actually makes me really want Cody and Brandy in this <laughs> feud just to watch that train wreck every week oh, it would have been an absolute disaster just have
1: thumbnail after thumbnail <laughs> <laughs> but there was my one of my favorite spots in this match was the callback to the the cody cutter mm. moment from the last time this title was defended in the ladder match which was when sammy hit that leaping huge cutter onto cody Rhodes off the ladders and it was like put that into the dynamite intro and that can stay there forever that is a highlight reel moment it's so so great and he did the same thing here. But Scorpio reversed it and hit a cutter of his own. And it proper, like, I went, oh! And, like, a proper popped moment. Yeah. It was so, so awesome. That and the barbed wire ladder.
2: Never seen that before.
1: In the home of ECW. Yeah. It was a beautiful little touch there. And I did have a word that Paige Van
2: Zandt was going to go into it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio Sky took a Spanish fly on that barbed wire ladder. Just great. Brilliantly gross spot, but yeah, Paige Van Zant and Tay Conti ran down. they had a brawl. both Scorpio Sky and Sammy tried climbing up the ladder with the respective women on their backs. That was a good. they were brawling on the top. I love that Dan Lambert got kicked in the balls by Conti. So he did. so but still big, building babyface face Dan Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> so still <coughs> building this intergender tag match. I really like the ending where Scorpio Sky gives Sammy the middle finger. No, sorry, the other way round. Sammy gives Sky the middle finger and Sky just bites his middle
1: finger. Really good. But yeah, after a few false finishes, Sky wins. Yes, yeah, so they had this moment when Scorpio was climbing up one side of the ladder and Ty Conti jumps onto his back. Mm. Sammy is climbing up the other side and Paige Van Zant jumps onto his back and they both battle up there. And there's the, the ladder with the barbed wire is set up on the ring ropes. And that was when I thought, oh no, I hope Paige Van Zant's not going into that ladder. And in the entire page went down and they knocked each other out. And it was Sammy that ended up going into the ladder. An oh, amazing, amazing spot. Yeah, you're right. Like a, a couple of really, really good false finishes to this, which I think the crowd bought into every single mm-hmm. one of them. And then after the match, with Scorpio won, Frankie Kazarian mm. came down to the ring, playing off from the moment they had last week where Scorpio said, Hey, I know you want to have your shot, but i need to do this let me have the first one and i'll give you the first shot afterwards so we are signing up scorpio versus frankie now as our next tnt title match but, you know the reunion of scu and everyone was asking for it well yeah you know, I, I mean i i like scu at the first like ever SCU. aew tag team champions yeah definitely definitely the right teams to do that with <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight yeah and um You know, but you've also got Ethan Page there. Mm. And it's interesting that like Scorpio was definitely playing the babyface here. Dan Lambert is doing more. Dan Lambert's less heelish now than he has been previously. He's not ragging on AEW or AEW fans now. He's just ragging on the wrestlers. But Ethan Page still feels like the heel of this group. Mm -hmm. So is Frankie Gazarian coming in here going to lead to the split of Men of the Year and the reuniting of SCU? Perhaps. um, Yeah, that could all happen. Uh, and it's
2: a good story. I don't know if it's the story I would have thought... Looking at AEW's roster right now, that's not the TNT title story I would go for. Mm-hmm. Was that, uh, Sky versus Paige? I would... Yeah, or with Kaz in there, SCU, American top team. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I
1: feel... Yeah. It's not for you.
2: It's fine. It's just, I don't think...
1: there are There are bigger people are... that... There Keith are so Lee many, yeah. Swerved Keith that Lee I'd Swerved. like to put the title onto, Andrade yeah. yeah Andrade's a great show
2: So that's where I'm kind of at Like ah, I like all these guys Yeah sure But It's Frankie
1: Kazarian Like I love Frankie Kazarian Love Frankie Gazzarian. But you're right Like I think there are Bigger players That we could put this mm-hmm. belt into and, and build some stuff around us <coughs>
2: Um, let's see what you guys all think, and gals, of course. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support we will read out every single one over five US dollars. Charles Berg, can we stop saying hot potato? I love baked potatoes and I'm getting hungry. I'd like Wardlow to break his handcuffs, basically saying to Max, <coughs> I allowed you to feel safe, but I could break out of these
1: whenever I please. It would be a cool visual. Jam that jam. One of the things I really like about uh, the this wardlow and mjf Mm. storyline again that's another storyline that has been playing out since the end of revolution building up towards double or nothing longer than that
3: no no, i know specifically
1: this point like to build to this match which will likely have a double or nothing which i absolutely love and i Mm -hmm. think one of my favorite things about this is every week it's the next escalation of that story so to Charles Berg's point yeah surely one of the next steps of escalation is just the breaking of the handcuffs the meng moment if you Mm. will could you read these out? Oh, just of to course. save my voice. Of course I can, mate. <laughs> uh, ben Vlerick says uh, Guevara seriously needs to dial it back. Do stupid crazy crap get crap results? What was even a CTE? What was even was that a CTE <laughs> splash? Also, oh. with the fall off the ladder on the ladder with the barbed wire would have been great if you know actually sold it.
2: Yeah, that's more my issue. That's my more. Yeah, uh, because it, we see it in Sammy matches all the time. Amazing spots, but then
1: they don't really mean anything particularly that end one there because like Mm. that should have been the final spot of the match and then scorpio gets the belt back but then sammy's straight back up so that one i agree with having said that like the the big crazy spots that's literally sammy's character Mm. so yeah i get you can ask him to sort of dial it back but that's what his character is like the whole like i'm doing crazy things and like him doing the crazy things that leads to him losing titles like the reason both times he's lost the tnt title has been through his own arrogance yeah, it's not a style you can do forever. Absolutely not, no. Uh, the bad one, Beard. TNT title short reigns are not a bad thing, especially when lots of fans have been saying other title reigns are too long. Who's saying title reigns are too long? <laughs> um, Riot Dr. I uh, guess we're
2: Roman Reigns and stuff.
1: Uh, hey, yo. The hot shotting of the TNT title doesn't really bother me. The WCW Cruiserweight title changed hands a bunch of times, and I love that division. Also, it adds the unpredictability of the matches, and it makes Miro's <laughs> reign feel that much more dominant. And that's a very good point.
2: Yeah, I think it's more the 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 way, like the story that's being told around it. Uh,
1: John Wright, the TNT title hasn't felt important ever since Miro lost it. Really hope they give Scorpio a long reign. I think we all know he can do it. I liked what he teased before about being Mister TNT. Ollie faked being sick because he fears Andy. Well,
2: hey, hey, if I feared Andy, why would I challenge him to come on to the Wrestle News
1: tomorrow? Riot DR. speaking of their TNT title match, Sammy Guevara is a mutant confirmed. He took a fall from a ladder onto another ladder with barbed wire, wrapped within, and then recovered, seemingly fully, in what felt like 30 seconds. That healing factor is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, almost takes you out in the moment.
1: JS Wooten, has been a member for four months <laughs> in a row. TK out here using Sammy and Sky to eliminate all of Cody's mm, TNT yeah. title records, which screams a lot more than anything they've said. Dad and top hair for life. Is that how I like FTR? <laughs> <Nicknames>. <laughs> uh, Chris Lil or Lily has said, "If this was WWE and the US title and IC titles, people would be up in arms." It seems like the TNT title has lost in the shuffle since the switch from TNT to TBS. Maybe a name change to the TOVE Championship to give it a shot in the arm. I don't think changing the name is going to give it a shot in the arm. Mm. And also, like, I I hate the. Uh, paper strawman argument of well, if this was in WWE, people would be up in arms about it because people were up in arms about it here. Mm. People are really annoyed about the short title reigns here, and they were annoyed about them over here. There were people who liked them over there, and people who liked them over here as well. It's it's not a good argument, um, but I'm glad actually because when I saw um, Julia Hart was at ringside, my note was, "Uh oh, Julia Hart's at ringside." <laughs> Um, Baorud, 630. Honestly, bored Dude,
2: 630.
1: Oh, Bored it? Dude. Sorry, it's because there were so many caps yeah, and yeah. stuff. I thought it was like a different thing. But you're right. Bored Dude, 630. Honestly, I still want Mirror to boot Sammy straight in the face <laughs> because who the hell knows sells a barbed wire ladder? Zoe Sung. I kind of like Scorpius Guy now. Him and Ethan Page are really likable in their vlogs and now their faces. Yay, I'm too easy. No keep <laughs> men of the year. I'm finally liking them. And lastly for now, Connor James Shaw. Hi, Gly- Hi, guys. Glad to see you back, Ollie. Keep up the great work, guys. Just want to say that I think Ethan Page and Dan Lambert will turn on Scorpio Sky. Ooh,
2: well, I think that would be a great pairing.
1: If, yeah. <coughs> if you,
2: Dan, Dan Lambert is not a good baby face. He, his character works as a heel. Yeah. So this is weird. This is a, must- this is a weird aberration because Cody left <laughs> and Sammy accidentally turned heel. So Absolutely. we we need, to, we need to course correct
1: this now. Indeed we do. Um, hey, we can click links in the, uh, the video description down below because you can get your Omega chat in and we will read out all of them above the $5 level uh, before the end of the show. But while you are clicking links, there's also a link down there for patreon.com forward slash Rustalk. i have had so much great content going up there this past few weeks. The review, myself and Sullivan Bo Brown, reviewing NXT TakeOver Dallas from 2016 and re- being recorded today... So, I think it'll probably be released tomorrow. Wrestle Talk After Dark. But hey, don't just take my word for it. Take this word for it.
0: Long ago, in a time known as 2020, and before that as well, Wrestle Talk did a show known as Wrestle Talk After Dark. But this version of the show was different. There was no video calling, no remote programming. There was only in-person banter. And now, in April of 2022, the original Wrestle Talk After Dark returns. Join us later this month, where some of us from the Wrestle Talk office Line up subject to change—will drink probably do some terrible-sounding karaoke and chat an absolute load of sh** in years prior. Songs such as the Pokemon theme song, My Way by Frank Sinatra, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, Make a Man Out of You from Mulan, and many more have been sung by this motley crew. And now, you'll probably get to hear those dulcet tones once again, if we remember to do it. So join Patreon now, and listen to Talk After Dark this month. There's never been a better time to become a pledgehammer. A- apart from that one time we told you to do that before, that was probably a better time. But this is still good though. I don't know how to win this plug. Sign up now. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Okay, bye. Oh, strong words. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought there was longer left. <laughs> nope, that's so it. Short.
1: Uh, so yeah, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk Because WrestleTalk After Dark returns In person, being recorded Pretty much directly after this And should be released tomorrow It's going to be a sweaty room Oh yeah, it's already quite It's already hot. quite hot
2: Right, this episode of AEW Dynamite opened on Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler. I think, and CM Punk came out first. He got the entrance because it's Dynamite. It has to open on a CM Punk entrance. He came out to be on commentary for no real reason other than...
1: He wanted to be there.
2: He wanted to be there. He wanted
1: to see this match. (coughs) I just feel like the three of them sit backstage Mm. every single show and be like, do you remember that time Bret Hart did that thing? And they'll be like, do you remember when Bret Hart did that other thing? So when they said they're going to have a match and they're probably going to do a Bret Hart versus Owen Hart match, Punk's like, I think I want to go do commentary. Tony, yeah. can I do commentary for this?
2: That They feel like kindred spirits. Yeah, I'm glad they found each other. <laughs> I, th- I just picture them sitting backstage all being grumpy. And yeah, talking about Bret Hart. Uh, this was an excellent match. Mm-hmm. Excellent. They, like... And I feel tag team partners facing each other usually is a bit clunky. Like it never. When when does it work?
1: Um, well, you know, like Brett and brothers, I suppose. So like, it wouldn't say that that's a tag team? That, like that one does work. That's I yeah, like that, that, that unequivocally works. But you're not like them being like that's a classic tag team having their mm-hmm. match together, as opposed to something like you know. The New Age Outlaws breaking up and having a match doesn't work. The Hardy Boys breaking up and having a match doesn't work. The Dudley Boys breaking up and having a match doesn't work. Edge and Christian, Still? their series of matches I, re- I really liked in 2001. But what I felt like they got
2: round that somehow. <coughs> it wasn't really based on one turning on the other. It wasn't part of a blood feud. It was just like, we are both here in this qualifying match. Let's do it. And I never felt like... They were gonna split up. No.
1: Because that's just a whole load of baggage. I don't want to overshadow the wrestling. Yeah. They both had the same trunks on as well. They had Owen Hart inspired trunks on, mm-hmm. which was a wonderful little like little nugget detail there, nugget being the operative word. And um they had my favourite thing about this match is that Cash worked Heel while Dax worked babyface. Oh, what do you think? No, yeah. Dax worked. Heel. No, I think Dax worked babyface Dax, and re- thumbed in the eye But that is where I think the turn comes in And this is what I loved about it So Dax thumbs Cash Wheeler in the eye Because they're FTR, that's the sort of thing that they do It's muscle memory And Dax's response to that was Bit of banter, wasn't it? But, so sorry, I didn't mean to do that It's just like, oh, that's a, a bit of banter You know, It's, yeah. it's all a bit of good fun, because they were sort of like laughing and joking Up until that point But Cash's response to that was like You dick, what did you do that for? Yeah which is which is right, but on that he then used that to sort of fuel his more like vicious side in the match, and Dax was then working babyface in peril throughout the match. So oh, but I,
2: Cash was selling the knee.
1: Well yeah, but yeah, he's also a babyface. <laughs> but I think that I, I thought, I loved the fact that Dax used a heel move to set himself up as the babyface, mm. and the person who should have been the babyface in that situation used it to fuel his heel motives throughout the match. So I thought, I just thought that they pitched this perfectly i feel i i don't that, that's not how i saw it um also dax refused to do the move at the end, at he the didn't end wanna... Well,
2: the, I, but i don't think cash wrestled heel as a result i feel like it was a heel versus a slightly heel versus face dynamic in cash's head based off a misunderstanding so for us watching it we're like oh no that's so tragic <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't even that Fully like, forced. It was a very subtle thing. And yeah, the finish played directly into that errant thumb in the eye. Because Dax could put on the sharpshooter on Cash with the injured knee. Well, not injured, but he was... He was, he was setting hurt. Him. Yeah, selling a knee. <coughs> and Punk said, Br- brilliant line. Like, well, you've got to think... you you've got to protect your tag team at the
1: same time. They're the ROH and AAA tag team champions. You don't want to be hurting your partner in this in case you've got a title defense coming up so that mixed with probably dax's love of cash he was
2: like oh i'm not gonna do it cash rolled him up and that kind of let dax reverse it and win guilt free and then like as soon as that happened dax is like emotional and sad and happy and cash is right on him being like don't worry i love you bro beautiful
1: yeah absolutely spellbinding stuff i i loved all of this uh i'm just gonna quickly, mod mother can we get a poll who was the heel <laughs> cash or dax i'm just i'm very curious because i, I completely agree with what mm-hmm. you're saying there and yet at the same time i still think i'm right no, it's fine. so i so I, I i'm very curious to know what everyone else thinks about this um but yeah i love this match i love the fact that punk was out there on commentary yeah and i have got this feeling in my gut that dax is going to go all the way in this tournament and make it to the finals.
2: Oh yeah, but, yeah. Of course, I kind of forgot it was the tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because Dax had the match against Punk. He is of the two
1: the better promo. I feel like he's
2: he's kind of in that Carl Anderson role. Yes, like Carl Anderson. That, that, that G one in the G one. Yes,
1: so I can see Dax having a great run in this tournament and making it through to the finals. Mm, I'd love that. I'd love that.
2: Um, only okay, and then Cash can do the same thing next year. Mm. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh so the only other thing only only slight slight and it's not even a criticism it's just like oh what if they did it this way would you have preferred these two to have come together later on in the tournament
1: oh um no i i think i like it as the qualifying match mm-hmm. and we can now just sort of like put that aside yeah. i i do like what you mean sort of like you know the the ships that are passing in the night and then they will eventually collide but i think i, I actually don't mind it as just being the qualifier mm. It sucks for cash like that yeah. cash doesn't get to be in the I tournament know, i
2: feel bad for him do
1: you think that's why you want them to also be in the tournament because you just feel bad for him and not I, being part of the yeah, fun <laughs>
2: yeah i think he's he's he, he looks more baby face. he's got a more baby face look than dax. it's the hair dax has got a grumpy face it's the it's the mustache <laughs> so oh, <coughs> after that cm punk who's on commentary he has to do that they announced just in a graphic it's going to be page versus punk at double or nothing for the AEW world title Originally, reportedly, there was a sort of big angle planned for this, or at least
1: a big segment planned. Big, probably a big promo battle between the two. Because they, yeah. they set this up last week when Punk was leaving the ring and Paige came out and, you know, they looked at each other. Punk has been, you know, saying... I'm hungry Mm -hmm. by, you know, stroking his tummy in that. What does it mean? (laughs) Shut up, Tony. Shut up, Tony. So, you know, they they basically set this up last week. This is what's happening at Double or Nothing. So I'd imagine we'd have had like a big promo segment, maybe Paige issuing the challenge or Mm -hmm. Punk issuing the challenge. In the end, it was just an announcement. But then Punk, because he's CM Punk, cut a great promo and made it all better. I feel like
2: this is his new thing. He's gone from the sitting down cross-legged. Now it's the walk around the ring. Yeah, because he's cutting this promo. You it's can a walking The and talk. fans behind him. It's like The West Wing. Yeah, and he's yeah. The camera's following him round. He's looking straight in the lens. Really good promo. He just puts over everybody. Uh, he says, but like, not hey. Eddie Kingston.
1: <laughs> yeah, not Eddie.
2: <laughs> Great running feud. Yeah. If when Punk becomes the world champion, because I sincerely believe it's the right thing to do, do you think? Okay, no, you finish your point, then we'll discuss that. Eddie has got to have one of the first feuds.
1: Yeah. I well, I would love to see that because there was a lot left in that feud after the one match that they had at Full Gear. There's a lot more left on that table.
2: Eddie killed a guy.
1: <laughs> it's now, I think, canon. Eddie has killed a person. Yeah. So you think Punk wins at Double or Nothing?
2: I I don't know what's this and what's this.
1: Yeah, I think Pedro Sainz, transitional champion. <laughs> After six months, um Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky cut a promo backstage, and then we got Blackpool Combat Club versus the Factory. My wife was in the room. She doesn't. I don't think she hates the name Blackpool Combat Club, but she her first reaction was, "Is there a Blackpool in America?" And I was like, "No, no, no. That guy there is from Blackpool." he's like, "Well, the old guy." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yeah." I was like, "I was like, he's the figurehead of this group." Yeah. Um, i also don't think she likes them because they're too mean and they're too violent oh, they are mean. and they beat up the factory something fierce wheelie yuta was the hometown boy in this but for me maybe they are mean boys because they do beat up the lads but i can't hate william regal because he said have you seen john moxley he's mad for it
2: <laughs> he's just so lo- yeah for such a mean violent act what a lovely man to have on commentary. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could be as.
0: And, and a half as good
1: as Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. Exactly.
0: JR, always a pleasure to see you. Tony Schiavone,
1: <laughs> man in the mask. Lovely to be here as always. They have. Yeah, I was to say,
2: I feel like it all plays into the ethos of them, though. He is this, like, gentle mob boss. But, oh, if you get on the bad side of him,
1: slap you in the face. Yeah. There was a great exchange between Regal and JR. It was in that moment you you made a reference to there, where William Regal just turns to JR and he was like, I wish I could have been half as good as Brian Danielson is. And Jr says to him, "Hey, you know, you were really good." And he said, "I'm not as good as Brian Danielson." Mm-hmm. And Jr then went, "Not many people are." <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. great. Uh, yeah, you'd have got the win there with all the Steppies, all the Steppies, and they know, just beat so the good. heck out of people. Um, apparently, Moxley and Danielson are ranked number four in the tag team uh, top five. So cool if only they'd accept the challenge (laughs) well this is blackpool combat club for me are the
2: coolest thing in wrestling right now and i love everything they do i need a story now
1: that's yeah i I think i'm a week past needing a story i thought they were going to feud with house of black Mm. but house of black were feuding with fuego del sol so they could feud with ray phoenix which they were doing last summer yes uh, well, last or, last autumn. It was at um, Full Gear they had their match. Yeah,
2: but also you had all the Pac, Penta, Malachi Black, Cody stuff. I know it was before House of Black became a thing. Yeah. I just feel like it's been going on too.
1: Uh, backstage we had <laughs> Tony Storm with Jamie Hater and Brett Baker and Tony Schiavone. I feel like I've seen this before. Mm. You know how, like, so I'm going to uh, spread some positive over my negative criticism I've got here. You know how I was saying, like, what I love about the MJF Wardlow story is that every week there's an escalation of this. Um, every week there has been escalation <laughs> of these uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter you know, it was just them and then it was just them, but one of them walked away, then it was just them but Britt Baker was also there, and now it was, d- it was those three, but Ruby Soho was joined the fray. Problem is, it's just that it is just people standing backstage mm. saying the same thing every week. Do you think in a month's time it'll have
2: all the women in the tournament (laughs) because this is for this is half the tournament right here yeah and we'll have just four heels four baby faces each on the different sides well this will be a fun tag match on rampage next week i imagine uh christian is backstage with jurassic express and jungle boy is like ah shucks i was i lost last week and christian's like you sound like a loser because you are a loser.
1: Yeah, he didn't say, like, you, you don't sound like a sore loser. You sound like a loser. Yeah. Yeah, he's 100% turning heel on this poor boy. If you weren't already aware, that's, yeah, that's definitely what's happening. Did you catch this from Mania yesterday? So, John Gracie on the show, his... The only knowledge of wrestling <laughs> is from the two wrestling video games yeah. he played in the nineties. One of which was WCW NWO Revenge on the N64, and the other one I believe was No uh, SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, I think, or like uh, Just Bring It, maybe. Um, no, it was it was the PlayStation one. So was SmackDown <coughs> Two, I think it was. Um, and Sullivan had to describe uh, Jungle Boy, but using Neanderthal ways, you can only use one syllable words. Oh. So, like, I had to describe Mantar. Uh-huh. You're like, man in bad mask, it's bull. Um, <laughs> Tempest, in describing beaver cleavage was, he wants to bang his mum. Yeah, <laughs> Great way to do it. So he's, tr- he's trying to describe, you know, Jungle Boy, and he did a really good description of him, to the point when <laughs> John Gracie's guess was Jungle Bob. <laughs> he has no idea who Jungle Boy is, but his description of him said he sounds like a jungle man and he was just going to guess oh, Jungle so Bob. Close. One letter off. He was one letter off. So when he came up, I was like, oh, look, it's Jungle Bob. Jungle Bob. Well, Jungle Bob is going to get turned on by Christian eventually. Yes. And they issued an open challenge <laughs> to any team from the top five. Hey, you know, look, there's some big te- FTR are in that list. Blackpool Combat Club are in that list. We've Team Taz that uh, walked up mm. to them. I was actually enjoying them having matches with Keith Lee and Swerve. But, you know, That'll be a fun match on Rampage next week. Yes. Looking forward to when there's an actual story. Cannot wait for them to have a tag title storyline. Wardlow took on Lance Archer. MJF and Spears were in the box. This was a very fun match because Wardlow was moving around. He thought, oh man, maybe I'll be the cruiserweight in this match.
2: I think this is the best match Wardlow's had since the Punk match in January for him. Uh, I've been loving this story. Uh, The Butcher match was fun last week, I didn't speak about it, but you know, it wasn't like crazy good. Uh, This was a genuine banger. Lance Archer, cannonball off the apron to start things off, just takes out all the security I think, I don't think he touched Wardlow. Wardlow running Hurricane Rana from a standing position. A flawless Hurricane Rana as well. A beautiful top rope Swanton bomb. His Swanton bomb, crikey! Just both of them were really good. You know, this is like this is Lance Archer's style of match. You know, minus all the weapons, weapons and blood. And Wardlow kicked out of a blackout, which did look. Love this match. Love this story. Flawless. I just I but like, here's a flaw <laughs> I really like Lance Archer Yeah, and he it's just a sad place to be in when he is just used in other people's feuds or as an interim and he doesn't have anything to do himself plus the blackout is one of the coolest moves in wrestling for me I don't think many people kick out of it I can't
1: remember anyone Wardlow just does it a few sequences before the I, th- I think Finish. what bugged me about the kick out of the blackout wasn't that he kicked out of the move, so I think that's a cool moment yeah. it was, he didn't kick out of it, he reversed it into a pin of his own, so you're not really selling the move I don't think the crowd bought it, no, either. I don't think so either and I think if he'd have just kicked out mm. like got a shoulder up or something, it would have been more more of an impact but that's, that's kind of separate to this that's just, what a sad state for Lance
2: the Wardlow stuff, Wardlow was phenomenal here, facial expressions MJF kind of great heel promo from the stands at, at the start Uh what do Philadelphia women use as birth control their personalities
1: <laughs> so when MJF I did not see that punchline coming when MJF was in the box <laughs> and he was talking about Philadelphia women <laughs> my wife pointed out oh there's a young girl right in front of him uh. there
2: <laughs> uh, yeah I so said a joke about your local women team <laughs> cheap heat uh, but, it, but it works perfectly because then wardlow hasn't got any entrance music people just want to annoy mjf this guy who's insulted their hometown
1: so they chant wardlow mjf sets it up so brilliantly as well because he says there's gonna be no entrance music and you're not gonna chant his mm. name you're not gonna cheer for him he's gonna come out in silence like the pig that he is which of course means everyone's gonna go hey it's Wardlow, wardlow wardlow mm. it's so so good and the visual sullivan made this point last week the visual of him coming down handcuffed yeah. flanked by security mjf awesome. thinks it's a big punishment and it's all it's done is made him look more dangerous mm. and this wild caged animal i love it so much
2: is there a way for him to keep this after the feud <laughs> this entrance i bit, we were talking earlier about double or nothing how stuff has not been uh, properly built it feels but that that trio of Wardlow, MJF, and Punk have this really clear, perfectly paced through line from, like, September? Yeah, yeah, From September. Punk's debut, really. It's all been building to this moment, and MJF and Wardlow have interweaved. So that flawless for me. Um, <coughs> apart from that TNT title stuff. The Jericho Appreciation Society have a sports entertainment segment. No one can touch each other. In the ring. Why didn't they just immediately
1: brawl afterwards? Well, they did. They brawl backstage.
2: Why didn't LAX brawl backstage?
1: But anyway... They, just, they, they probably tried, they probably but the numbers tried. game gets the better of them. Uh, some great heat from Jeff Parker called the crowd the AEW <laughs> Galaxy. I popped huge for that. <laughs> really, scared. really made me laugh. They're really highlighting the fact that this is a numbers game feud. It, it has been. to be LAX. Mm. It has to be Homicide and Hernandez... Joining forces with them for a big ten-man tag at Double or Nothing. That'd be great. Um, but Tony Eddie... Khan loves TNA yeah, from yeah. the mid two thousands. Now he does. Now he's got <laughs> ROH and he's got Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: the that this Jericho was sort of playing up how it is the numbers game and we're gonna put a hit on you one by one. And then Eddie Kingston was just like, "Well, oh, you mate," and got right up in his face, uh, kind of confessed to murdering someone and saying where I'm from. If you say you're going to put a hit on them
1: you've got to bury them in the ground well what i loved about this is because kingston and santana and ortiz's whole thing is like we're going to attack you on site mm-hmm. like when we see you it's on sites so and they're making these threats so jericho and his group of comedy goofballs were like well we're going to do the same thing and we're going to be just as threatening when we do it yeah we've put a hit on you but kingston's a genuine legit tough guy <laughs> so he's just like oh if you do that that means you really do have to put us in the ground and Jericho's like constantly backing up from all this Being like, oh I feel like I've made another mistake here yeah. It was a great visual having Kingston towering over
2: Jericho Jericho's in the chair leaning back And I, I get that this is pro, Serious pro wrestling Versus goofy sports entertainment And I, the visual was funny But in hindsight I think Just have Jericho behind the other guys I think it was too much goofiness For, for where they seem to be going At this stage Because later on they attacked Kingston backstage and fireballed his face. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Hadoukened him right in the face with mm. it. And uh, did a blinding of, of Eddie Kingston here. Uh, I, yeah, I thought this was a, a really fun segment. I thought JAS were very funny. I just love Kingston and uh, LAX. I just I love them as an act. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I really think that we're getting Homicide and Hernandez in this. I hope so.
2: I, I d- and maybe that will make up for my sort of big bug with this they've done the trios match
1: yeah well they, on it, it, tv two weeks ago that's like, the 10-man tag is the yeah. the end point here there was a moment in this that actually really made me laugh which is when santana again did his like i've got a present for you and, <laughs> and he gives him the middle finger he's like oh, i think santana's got a present for you as well and he's searching his pockets and you can see matt menard and jeff parkour like oh, what is it <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect well, what, what's he got there us. so when he did the middle finger they're like oh, they got us again yeah yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: after that, we had Serena Deeb versus Sheeda in, uh, well, they're both two wins apiece.
1: This Philadelphia street fight. Is, this feud has been going on since October. Mm-hmm. Sheeda made her return to this company weeks ago, yeah. months ago, and have done nothing on TV until we just got to this point. This is a classic example of, this is not long-term storytelling, it's a story that has taken a long time mm. to tell. Very well put. It's also, they were they got
2: themselves over in the first one. And it's a rare example of AEW making something worse over time. Yeah. Typically everything, they they improve. But this, yeah, this, the, particularly the, the sort of interim middle matches. Uh, and th- this one was like a fine ending. The weapon spots were cool. De- Sheeta didn't really sell the leg at all, which I thought was the whole story I, Dean I, was trying to tell. I thought she did. Uh, for me, she didn't. Uh, but yeah, it was it, both people worked hard. But I just, yeah, this feud could have been so much better.
1: I think we wanted it to be better because their first match that they had in October was so, so good. Like, arguably one of the best women's matches they've actually ever had two, in the company. Two, two, two matches. Yeah. And I think that they've never kind of got back to the, <coughs> the dizzying heights that they had in October. And I think part of that is they kept taking it off the boil. It's the booking. Yeah, the booking has held these two down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a real, real shame because I think that they were doing some stuff and some of it worked. And I think if you'd have done this in a condensed three-month story mode as opposed to a six-month story, mm-hmm. it would have been so much more effective. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, it was a really, really good match. Like they worked really hard. And the crowd got really into it as well. And I, I loved that Deeb still wrestled a technical match, mm-hmm. but used weapons to do so. Like, I thought that was a really nice touch because she's very, very smart with that sort of thing. And I love that she won with the Texas Cloverleaf. as a nice nod to Dean Malenko. And after the match, Thunder Ro- so Deeb won. Thunder Rosa is then shown for, I don't know, three seconds watching backstage to be like, and that's probably your program for double or nothing. Yeah. Which is a fine program.
2: Um, I really like them both. Let's see where, let's watch it play out.
1: Uh, I can't ah. even find, so (coughs) yeah, I can't even find when she'd have returned to TV. Well,
2: she's probably on dark for three
1: months.
2: (laughs) Brian Alvarez had a great pitch Blackpool Combat Club need a female member, Serena Deeb.
1: Deeb is good. Yeah. But I think it was like, I know people wanted uh, Layla Hersh and Team Taz. Hmm. Because she's female Taz. Yeah, because she's female
2: Taz. Uh, MJF then screamed that backstage with uh, Lexi, can't remember her last name. And MJF got her name wrong and she corrected it. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Get off my frame! (laughs) And she ran away. Brilliant. But this was all to reveal Wardlow's next opponent. He's smarter than you. He's stronger than you. He's He's taller taller than you. And you can't teach that.
1: So it's Enzo Amore, right? Because <laughs> I think the idea is gonna be you're gonna assume it's gonna be W more no. Oh
2: what, you're not making a joke.
1: I think the punchline of this is gonna be it's Kaz. It's 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 not it's not big Cass. It's Enzo.
2: I don't think AEW would bring an Amore. No. No. They're very sensitive about sort of anyone with a sort of baggage.
1: I I we maybe. Maybe. Unless it's Ric Flair. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a couple of months, or Mike Tyson, yeah, um, but yeah. Like, like it probably is going to be W Morrissey, but I, I could see them also doing the because they didn't at the end of it. It was like an M, when they did the graphic for it. It was Wardlow versus MJF's mystery opponent. Mm. I think if it was just cast, they'd have just said it's W Morrissey. Mm. I think the fact that they're not revealing it until next week makes me think <sighs> that it's not W Morrissey and it's Unzo. I really like
2: enzo amore still i think he's just a, as, as a character and a performer so i would love that more than uh morrissey but i think it's gonna be morrissey mm-hmm. house of black are about to unmask fuego del sol when a masked alex abrahantes is in the ring big sith lord that he is yeah he's he's got his cloak on and you can hear his voice over the tannoy very well done this. is is a brand name. Sorry. The intercom <laughs> system, speaker system. <laughs> and House of Black are like, well, let's beat up that doofus. They go down to the ring, but then Penta comes out on the ramp. Pat comes out on the ramp. And still talking, Abrahantes follows them. And then you're like, and I kind of figure this out anyway, but it's so the cr- cool. The
1: crowd didn't. <laughs> Everyone at home had figured this out. But this crowd were like, why is Alex still just standing yeah. in the ring? Hold on a second! <laughs> That's Alex. Who? It's been. It was such a good reveal. Because on TV,
2: you could tell something about the audio was off. But I'm not saying that as a bad thing because I thought it was very inventive so and played awesome. out perfectly. Yeah, the House of Black are in the ring. They see Abrahantes enter the ramp, still talking, and Phoenix takes off the mask behind them. Tis return runs wild. Very, very good stuff
1: isn't it funny that i in my notes originally wrote oh what a perfect first feud for house of black against death triangle forgetting that they also they've already kind of did this they did hmm. this at full gear, but it was with uh, eric rowan because <coughs> yeah. phoenix was injured um so i'd actually forgotten about all of that i i thought this segment was awesome i love it so great to see phoenix back and i love the fact that they cleared the house but let it still be Phoenix versus Buddy Matthews mm. because that's the match that people really want to see. That's the combination that people really want to see from this, and that will be a fun match on Rampage in two weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll do the Big Six Man at Double or Nothing. House pre-show. Oh yeah, it'll we'll be on the buy-in. Yeah. House House of Black then backed
2: off up the ramp, but seemingly smiling like yes, moi.
1: <laughs> we don't have to feud with Flaygo
2: anymore. <laughs> I yeah, this is already fun. Can't wait for the match. I do feel like it, we've been there, done this, even it, though Phoenix hasn't been a part of it.
1: That's it. This feud was, has just been spinning its wheels, waiting for... This, this feud would have finished at full gear mm-hmm. had Phoenix not got hurt, but I think they really wanted to do that, that proper full Death Triangle versus House of Black match. So it's just been spinning its wheels until then. <coughs> but I cannot wait to see House of Black versus Blackball Combat Club. Yeah, that's that's where they need to get to. Uh, Swerve and Derby had a promo backstage because <coughs> they're having a match on Rampage which is an Owen Hart mm-hmm. Cup qualifier Checking... who, do, who do you think is going to win? I think Swerve. I hope Swerve Yeah. God he's cool <coughs> You do this so, <laughs> Then we got the Undisputed Elite versus the Licorice all sorts of lads um, It was Varsity Blonde Brock Anderson, Lee Johnson and poor old Dante Martin Yeah Tag partner injured again. Injured again, man. Poor Darius. Um, they told a story early on that the uh, Undisputed Elite weren't really on the same page, which is how the licorice all sorts got on top. Um, the crowd was surprisingly quiet for this match. Mm. And in the end, Undisputed Elite won with the five way BTE trigger and the boom, or a four way BTE trigger and the boom. And then Cole wanted the Bucks to put on the new Undisputed Elite shirts, which they did. And they all did the big pose. And my wife said or they're quite lame. (laughs) I know. And what she meant by that is that wrestling as a whole is very (laughs) silly because they're standing there doing these poses. And me as a wrestling fan, I'm like joining along with them, doing the various different poses. I think it's awesome and it's cool. But my wife sees that as like, it's five men all wearing matching gear, Uh. (laughs) doing wacky poses, and the crowd are joining in. She just thinks the the whole situation is very funny. Go
2: watch your stupid, boring sewing bee. Show, wife.
1: Yeah, she doesn't like the sewing bee. What does she like? Because I bet it's all so lame. Married at first sight, Australia Yes,
2: that is objectively nonsense.
1: (laughs) This is cool. It is cool, and that is what I said to her. I said, "No, no, you're wrong. That's cool."
2: God, when Red Dragon were doing that, I when they all posed together, I was like, "Yes." Uh, This this to me was a wrestling angle more than a match because it which is quite a smart way to tell a story uh just completely through physicality the young bucks had to win the match and then they tagged in adam cole the only thing cole did was his finishing move on one so very like getting across all those dynamics um but ultimately sort of a filler a lot of sort of filler bits of stories in this episode
1: we haven't had a chance to <laughs> have a chat about this forbidden door mm-hmm. the aew new japan show that was announced last week um me and Tempest did a show about this on Friday, and we had some multi-chats in about it last night during Quizlemania. Mm. but you and I haven't had a chance to do this. What's your dream main event for the show? Main event?
2: CM Punk World Champion versus... I mean, the actual dream match is Omega-Osprey,
3: mm-hmm. if
2: Omega's back in time. Uh, I, th- I don't think you do omega of 5
1: you just have them pass on that match. that's what we were saying like that's you have you use that show to have omega's return mm-hmm. and you announce that's the that's the main event of the next forbidden door
2: the biggest match possible for me would be punk akada but do i want to see punk versus akada Ik- i can't think of anyone in new japan i guess naito would be a
1: fun character clash against punk the we were all strongly leaning towards AEW champion, CM Punk versus IWGP champion, Akada, champion versus champion is the main event, or Page versus Akada, and you do champion versus champion. um But one of the pictures that we had was it's Jay White versus Page for the AEW title, and it's Adam Cole versus Akada for the IWGP championship, because White and Cole sort of felt like the main event stars. Mm. Sort of following on from that promo last week, that was an Ultra Chat, I think we had on the Friday show your
2: thoughts that's fun i don't think i'd do that not for the first show i think you need something you want to do the dream as dream a card as you can i you know no offense i don't think those are dream matches
1: yeah i i came up with a i'd argue a pretty good card Mm. um my favorite of which actually i'm thinking about now is mjf versus hiroshi tanahashi oh yes uh but back to this
2: yeah (laughs) Uh, js did the fireball spot backstage Samoa Joe Samojo is defending his TV title on Ramp. Is it next week or is it Rampage?
1: Uh, it's on Rampage. It's this, it's this coming <coughs> Friday. It's him versus Trent Barretta. Uh And Deonna Perrazzo is coming to AEW. Yeah, they're going to crown a undisputed ROH Women's Champion next week because it's Deonna Perazzo versus Mercedes Martinez uh, with both the titles on the line. So we can stop Interim Champions and we can just have one mm-hmm. champion. <sighs> However, for me, the biggest disappointment here is it's Hook versus Danhausen not a double or nothing as i uh, wanted huh. but on rampage look i'm glad that the match is happening i'm so and i could not think of a more perfect first match mm-hmm. for danhausen in AEW than against hook and i have adored this feud and i've loved every single moment of it i wanted this to be on the pay-per-view because this could have been the new orange cassidy yeah. versus pack And that's what I want it to be. It'll be a grand match on Rampage, but I literally remember my notes here. Ah, dang it. Mm. And I said it out loud. My wife asked why. And I was like, I can't really explain why. I just wanted this to be on pay-per-view. Kind of in the same way that I wanted Cheetah and Deep to be on pay-per-view. And Pete said that to... I said that to Pete in the office today because I said it was a really good match. I just wish it was on pay-per-view. And he said... You've said that about a lot of their matches. And I said, yeah, because they've had two pay-per-views since this feud started. They've had two opportunities to put on pay-per-view and didn't do it on either occasion. His
2: leg was broken. Who was? Danhausen.
1: No, I said Sheeta and Dean. Oh, Sheeta, Sheeta and Dean. and Deem have had two pay-per-views yeah, yeah. go by since this feud started. Uh, the match announcement got a huge pop, though. It's because people like Danhausen mm. and Ollie.
2: You're wrong. People like Hook. <laughs> uh, the, just before we get
1: into <coughs> the Omega chats and uh, stuff... Too many titles? Apparently it's not a match. It's just a confrontation. Oh. Okay. That makes me me feel better then. Cool. Well done, AEW. Uh, I just saw a graphic and I was
2: like, no, no, they're having a match. Too many championships. Right now, I think it's okay because ROH just sort of became part of continuity, but it is going to be a big turnoff for new viewers to tune in and see all these different named
1: titles being defended counterpoint yes the casual fan is a myth and aew has got its audience and they're appealing to that audience forbidden door is not Mm. a show for the casual audience it's a good point so who cares well okay then i care there's too many (laughs) that's fair but and i agree with you on that but yeah i i think the whole argument of like casual fans turning in aren't going to be confused by the product it's not for them yeah
2: Uh, Well, and then we got the main event. So that was the show. Very much enjoyable. I gave it 81%, I think. Um, (coughs) Really enjoyable show as an isolated thing. But overall, like a lot of the stories aren't on fire for me.
1: Uh, I would agree with that. This is another classic four out of five show for Dynamite. It's my favorite show to watch every Mm -hmm. single week. Uh, and I love the fact that I get every single detail right about it, (laughs) uh, and I make no mistakes on this show. Thank you, chat, for correcting me. I made a mistake in my review. (laughs) So it's okay. Quite a mistake as well. Quite a
2: huge mistake. Totally changed my perception of that match. let's get on to your wonderful Patreon pledge hammer Support Hall of Fame
1: hit the music yes indeed head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk loads of great content going up there at the moment this week in particular and if you back us at the $25 or above mode level you get your name read out on this very show by these handsome devils and you get your own wrestling nickname as well like these fine folk uh, John Jenkerson, son of Jenker. The Easiest Name to Pronounce, Josh Rosalkis. The Technical Wizard, Will Stewart Jr. Murderous, James Murta. The vindicator, Finn Brennan. The Junus Brothers, Junus Hankinen. He ran, Aaron Hamrahan. Ross Hooper,
2: Scooper Cooper. talks Personal Problem Solver, Jamie Donovan.
1: GOLD RAVEN BREAK ON A LEASH He's got two first names Matt Howard And lastly for this Hall of Fame class On Thursday the 28th of April 2022 The man with the scoops
2: SEAN Is it the Sean? We still don't know yeah, It probably is We give to his Patreon
1: well, He's such a mark It <laughs> probably is him mate. <laughs>
2: Take it away. Oh, Of course. You, you've got
1: a lot of chats to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dale D uh, said, I actually agree with SRS's take on frequent belt switches. Normally I hated, but it switched up a ton of characters and being their life, the roof blew off of the building for Sky's win. If there's a follow-up, this is a star-making moment for Sky.
2: I, you know, I I don't think it is. I think it was a great moment. Same. I just don't think Sky will become a big favorite off the back of it but i hope i'm hope to be proved wrong
1: tales p said first i thought ollie was talking about the game ukulele mm.
2: i've never heard of that
1: uh, it was a game that came out a few years i think it was by the people who did banjo kazooie and its reception was yeah i mm. uh, really thought sammy was winning with help from hager or something now you got me wondering oh. if brandy would have bumped on the barbed wire ladder no, she wouldn't have done it, it still would have been it'd have been Cody Rhodes doing it. Yeah, on fire. Sammy actually has not
2: broken up from inner circle. We've never really seen him He did. He said I'm leaving this group. If you guys can't figure it out, but he's And not, they didn't figure it out. But he's not weighed in on like Hager and Jericho versus Santana and Ortiz. It's because in
1: quite a terrible story beat i don't think he cares and they've just ignored it uh, a girlfriend now <laughs> i've got a new character now <laughs> Morty jr said everyone has their own likes and dislikes aew is a wrestling variety show not everything will hit for everyone for me this week came close bar two things the best dynamite in months also look at that dan and Paige uh, gave sky at the end perfect
2: what was the look
1: i don't know i was so focused on kazarian because yeah, i love yeah, you so yeah. much Oh, and look so handsome in that suit. Jack Lloyd. I might be in the minority here, but face or hill, I'm bored to tears of Sam... Sammy Gavora. <laughs> After Double or Nothing, I want him to go away for a while. Great performer, just bored of seeing him every week. Also, I want Unzo to introduce W Morrissey, because that'll just be a bit of fun. Yes, please. On the subject of FTR, Hannah Allen said, Amazing opener. Why I love AEW. Regardless of loyalty, you won't ever get that with WWE. Also, quick sidebar. Have you guys been noticing that Kip Sabian's box head character lately? Underrated, over it, slow clapping, looking big to, uh, yes, yes, JTJ, LIW for, 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 for life. Yeah, you hate this.
2: Why well, he's, he's always there and, and just... Uh... Yeah, just do do something. <coughs>
1: Pete, i made this point to pete i said oh, you know that's kip sabian and it made pete hate it even more because <laughs> pete's like why isn't anyone addressing that it's kip sabian i love kip sabian as well i don't think this is a good i don't thing. think it's working mm. ben vlerick said i genuinely believe harwood is one of the best wrestlers mm. today he's a tag team guy but i hope he at least makes it past round one of the tournament old school but adapts to the modern styles of wrestlers today gives great matches with everyone Uh, Chris Lilly says hey guys hope you're well what's your thoughts on having a tag team face each other in a singles tournament when AEW could have built up an underused star feel the winner of the Owen Hart could use to break into the main event and FTR are there already but I think it means so much to Dax to be part of this tournament I think this tournament would have been weird if FTR were not part of it and there are you know you could create a singles star out of a tag team
2: but in a way you are doing that
1: Omar Jose said welcome back Ollie glad to see you're doing better don't know about you guys but watching the FTR really want me uh, made me want to see Dax win the Owen tournament mm-hmm. maybe it's because everyone knows how they feel about the tournament it just feels right it would make me cry too yeah yeah well, i i think it's, I, I hadn't even thought about it but i really like the idea bored dude 6 that it, if a heel wins dax makes it all the way to the final oh, and, a, no, and a heel Luke, steals the
2: victory no. from him That's a diamond ring thing. This needs to be Dax's now.
1: (laughs) Bored Dude 630. This FTR match brought me to damn tears. Talk about a wrestle. It reminded me when I was in high school, wrestling my homie during practice and just going back and forth until someone gets got um board dude sounds very cool riot dr i love the solidarity fdr show by wearing the same trunks but i think it would have been neat if one of them wore pink and the other wore black or pink and black and the other wore black and pink Mm. sending best wishes and love to you all jam that jam poll results who was the heel cash with 54 percent of the vote that's a very close result yeah wow but you won well done thank you like like Quizlemania last night, <laughs> which everyone is really happy about. <laughs> Hannah <laughs> Allen said, "Humans come in all shapes and sizes. Though this women's match, holy cow, Deep says so well with her body, uh, with her body for a woman her size, it's amazing. Goes to show strength comes from within, y'all. So much love. MGF straight after. Punch that man in the dick, Lexi." <laughs> pte hard uh chris says um was it just me or were there more women on this show than last week could becky's words from monday have an effect already because you can't argue that raw women's Women's division is better than this one even without alexa it's very stacked with superstars so becky's comments for those who don't know uh did an interview a brilliantly phrased question as well because the guy didn't say how would you compare raw to other to aew women's division what he said was there are other women's divisions out there in the wrestling world um what do you think about raw's? and that allowed becky mm. lich to make the comparison herself and that is why people are better at doing interviews than i am mm-hmm. um and what she said was that AEW got some amazing talent she basically said what well, we say on the show every week they've got amazing talents they're just not given the time to shine and that is com- absolutely undeniably true becky was uh talking more truths again with regards to raw's division being better there's only like four of them though
2: uh we yeah
1: but they're prominently featured week to week that's the difference is that they are <coughs> like they are more prominently featured and like that asker becky segment felt like super duper hot and people are really into Liv morgan people really like Rhea ripley so maybe there's five with including bianca Belair, mm. but it is just those five and everyone else feels like complete afterthought stana brooks a champion well yeah when you put it that way Noah Fortner, I was very high watching Aew last night, which makes the show uh, makes the show 10 times better but that doesn't change the fact that I'm tired of not seeing more women's matches on Dynamite and not just the same backstage segment every week Also I miss Miro I want Miro back Tails P said okay, who went into character creation and put cruiserweight moves on Wardlow. <laughs> Uh, Kyle has to be so happy he can throw up the UE sign again. I popped so hard when Sheeta came out with a Jean kimono. I am begging for someone, begging for something to happen with Julia Hart. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, crikey, just tell the story already. Mm. Small Afro Games said, "I love MJF, but all of his feuds are the same to me. Mm. MJF avoids the babyface. He sets up four or five challenge matches for the babyface to overcome. The babyface overcomes every challenge. Then they fight. He said it with Cody, Jericho, Punk, and now Wardlow." jaron you're right but it works every time
2: yeah yeah on paper you are totally correct but i am in no way bored of it and want it to continue
1: it's it works yeah and it's it's because it's mjf and he's so good at what he does that he could do the same story in every single feud and the crowd will respond to it (laughs) the same way every single time because he's so good at it uh, Tyler Robinson said I'm ready for CM Punk's championship run. I'm just hoping for CM Punk versus Samoa Joe versus Brian Daniels in three-way somewhere down the line, maybe at All Out. The Mickey Kale said I like the difference in Punk's attitude when compared to the pipe bomb promo. He referred to himself 10 years ago as, he's, as he as a spoke on the wheel and today he's going to wrestle until the wheels come off. Maybe coincidental, but it was a tr- uh, but it was still cool.
2: Oh, that's really it was an interesting turn of phrase to use. Um, that's a really good comparison. Uh, I guess the wheels come off. Is that about AEW Warner Brothers Discovery? (laughs) It's about him as a performer. Very
1: good. Just think about that MJF thing as well. It is the same, but it's also different every time. Slightly slightly It's Just those small tweaks. Mm. Makes it feel like it's a fresh story every time. God, he's good. Um, Nikos says... Not trying to take any sides here, but word on the street says CM Punk pours the milk BEFORE the cereal. What? If that's true, these are not the actions fit for a champion, and I wouldn't want AEW to be represented by a man who indulges in such deviant behaviour. It just feels wrong. And Ibby Bee. I'm not biased at all, but have you heard the rumour about CM Punk? He pours in the milk BEFORE the cereal. Is that the sort of behaviour we want from our world champion? Again, not trying to sway anyone's supports. Eddie Kingston was right <laughs> <laughs> is this a thing apparently this is like this is obviously a new story that has come out about punk. it can't be no one does
2: that i don't know why you would because you you need to judge how much cereal you're going to have
1: first, yeah, and the milk goes in after you 're never going to get the right amount of milk because if you put too much in then you try to overcompensate with the cereal it 's just going to go all over the place. No. No, those, that's the actions of a of a madman. Mm. Um, Dynamite Chat. Checkmate says, uh, was that the show live and had a blast? Got to see my best friend's cousins wrestle the dark match against Julia Hart. And overall, the matches were <laughs> insane. Rampage was all right, but Tony Nese is going to make a lot of people angry. Also, without a oh. doubt, Wardlow's best match ever. I wonder what Tony Nese is doing. Well, hes he was
2: scouting Hook. Yes. So, God, he can't beat Hook, can he?
1: well gotta push him somehow i guess hannah allen said bucks are my spirit animal my favorite evolution of character over time sure there are other tag teams peoples with belts the bucks don't need belts to invoke heat or a reaction and that's because they are over and they have earned it excuse me jacob smith says "Blackpool combat club to the left of me Hmm. house of black versus death triangle to the right here i am manifesting trios titles (laughs) with you uh, would you guys say a G1 Swiss format for AEW's next tourney, titles or not, or a change of pace?
2: Yeah, I'd like that. Uh, much harder to
1: book. Uh, but yeah, I think it would, it would differentiate it from what we've had. Yes, or just do New Japan versus AEW G1. Mm, two brackets, yeah. Plan R, personally, I don't want to be part of the AEW Galaxy. That's a stupid <laughs> idea from Bad Creative. I want to be part of the AEW Nebula. It's where stars are born. Zoe Sung says, Unpopular opinion, Adam Cole is mid. Every match he's a part of is the same thing over and over. He always does a low blow. He always has help. He won't ever win an actual match. I miss Kenny Omega. Cole is just an NXT guy in AEW, and it's lame. Whoa. That is a take. It is. Um, Of course, you're entitled to it.
2: I would look at Kenny matches because... They are also pretty similar to Kenny matches. He only has about four or five moves generally that he builds stuff around.
1: (coughs) Right, DR. That Dax and Cash match, Jericho throwing fireballs, Dean with the pocket sand, this episode was so deliciously old school. (laughs) Add in Kaiju Big Battle with Flying Wardlow and Flipping Archer, topped off with a ladder match, loved all of this the Rick patch said so much positive about the show but feel like too many gimmick matches on normal tv which means i feel it's taking away from the specialness is luke booking this like he's my gm <laughs> brian moore personally i've never liked sammy's in-ring style it's all a bit too reckless he does impressive flips but they're not controlled so i was happy to see sky win deep versus rosa i need now hopefully dax goes to the final mm. of the owen or even win it Blakey says, I actually understand why they did the Fuego feud now. They were just waiting for Phoenix to come back and people like Fuego so they decided to have House of Black beat him up. <clears throat> also, the Undisputed Elite pose looks super cool. Yes. Also, Jesus, I Amy, mean, that's 6.30.
2: Do you want me to, I could, you do that one and I'll
1: Yep, uh, and nice Will show. Campbell says Hadouken! Enjoyed last night's show but it felt lacking. <laughs> I think Sheeta should have beaten Deep and the Samia Scorpio match was really good but I did roll my eyes with Paige and Tay running in even if Tay did hoof Dan Lambert hmm. in the dong. Uh,
2: Steve Stevie Howlin, with AEW and New Japan now working together, do you think AEW will be involved in Wrestle Kingdom next year? A bit like when New Japan worked with TNA back in the day, or Ring of Honor? Yeah, I think one hundred percent that is the case. Hopefully, even before then, with the G One stuff. Uh, Frank Bertello, I already bought plane tickets and booked hotel to Chicago. Hope I can get tickets to Forbidden Door. Love you guys. I hope it for you too.
1: Absolutely, we were um, we were trying to start a uh, petition last week. Mm-hmm. Um, for you to fly us all out to Chicago, mm-hmm. so that we could all go to Forbidden Door. Uh, expenses paid, obviously. Um, the only caveat is that you would have to stay here because
2: <laughs> make s- all the videos. Someone needs to do the news. Uh, William Banter. Hey, Ollie, I was the guy that was hulking up two weeks ago during the Joe versus Suzuki match. The the, the it cuts to the crowd. And it's like it's a guy, and I was like, I know how you feel. Fantastic. I was waiting for you to return to say thank you for the shout out. And I'm glad we got to connect through consensual <laughs> violence. Wrestling truly does connect people.
1: I loved your term of consensual violence. Mm. So so good.
2: That was a genuine breakthrough moment. I didn't I never realized that's that's where my tolerance of violence stops. I don't want people to get hurt when they don't want to be hurt. Yeah. Yes. Uh Riot DR, not so random question. <coughs>
3: Do other, you
2: want me to do other that? no. Other than the elite, undisputed elite, or combination of such terms, who would you most? Who would you make the first AEW trios champions? Uh, House Black of Blackpool Combat Club. House of Black Blackpool. Blackpool Combat Club. House of Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> P.S. MJF may get the best heat, but I believe Ricky Starks has the best insults.
1: I did very much enjoy calling um, Swerve and Keith Lee. Um, I um uh, Keenan and Cal. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, Brian Moore, undisputed elite, are the Ginyu force that makes Kenny freezer. Uh, these are sort of anime references yeah. over my head. Also, I like how AEW commentary team are like wrestling historians, while WWE's is like a studio live audience that tell us how we should react. It's a good description of the, d- the
1: differences. Hook versus Dan Housen on Rampage isn't a match. That is is going to be every comment on this video now <laughs> because people will have left that comment before I've realized yes in the same way that people got really angry at me for saying that the uh, joking that the avatar movie is better than the anime even though five minutes later I said it was a joke Ryan Singh hey
2: what do you want them to go back and and re say correct stuff <laughs> click there's an edit button right there just an edit being like Oh, I see. It was a joke now. My mistake. Ryan Singh. Hey guys, hope you're all well. What are your dream matches if WWE and AEW did a pay-per-view together for me? Men's? Styles versus Page, Women's? Cargill versus Bel-Air?
1: Tag? Young Bucks versus Usos? Oh, yes. Um, it's Omega versus uh, Reigns. That's the main event. If, if, it's, if it's WWE versus AEW, it's Omega Reigns. FTR versus RK, bro. Oh, that with is, the Randy yes, Orton, that's very very good. Um, and Punk was. I oh, know he can't be, Triple H. Can't be retired. H, Dang yeah. it, Mister Kajili. And last
2: Wednesday had to do one of these. Have you seen Alexa's nose surgery recovery pic? I can see why she was off for a while before Elimination Chamber. I'll warn you, it's very extreme. I'm so proud she's brave enough to share it with us. She a goat. Um, no, I haven't. I have seen. I've no, absolutely not. No. I don't want to see. Wouldn't
1: her. even know where you would find that. Uh.
2: She probably posted it. I think she posted it, but it got taken down for social. It was deemed too graphic for social media. Oh, really? Uh, Manuel Cifuentes. Hola, lads. Crazy how I only watch your reviews to keep up with WWE. But when it comes to AEW, since I don't have cable, I'll watch the YouTube highlights before anyone's review, even before Andy Datsun's under the table reviews. Hashtag bring back Andy. Hashtag not a bot. Yeah, yeah, because saying I'm not a bot <laughs> Really makes me think you're not a bot. Matt Carney. Quantum time. Should a company bend to the audience's will or should they stick to their original plans while respecting the audience? Should they stick rigidly to their plans or should they bend to the audience but try and slip in their original plans?
1: Uh, Stick to the original plans while respecting the audience. Um...
2: it's, it's it, the, the true answer is in
1: between all of those You've got to yeah, be flexible there's a, there's a fifth option in there mm-hmm. Which is sticking to the original plans But amending them to the audience's will But keeping the same results at the end mm-hmm.
2: So many, so many plans You could have it perfectly laid out It might not just work At which point you need to lean to where the, the audience want you to Zoe's son, my Patreon dollars are going to WWE Alistair Black's spooky voiceover promos. So yeah, support WrestleTalk. It was
1: a very spooky voiceover. There was a big discussion in the chat during that uh, promo video of who is doing this voiceover.
2: Oh, I think it's quite clear.
1: Everyone thought it was Andy.
2: Of course they did. I did a poopy in my pants, has commented. I haven't watched AEW yet. I just wanted to say I'm glad and happy to see Mr. Ollie Dave Oily Davis back. In The Office, I've missed his Tory presence, anti-AEW bias. Here's the perfect counterbalance to Luke's Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie anyway. Jam that jam. It's, how have we become this dynamic? S.P. <laughs> Rhee. It's Skull <laughs> Island. S.P. Uh, Luke,
1: can you convince Ollie to
2: get <laughs> Monopoly Championship? The Office needs a mid-card title. Probably won't happen, but still a funny idea.
1: So this was on QuizzleMania last night during The Price is S uh there was a monopoly championship belt mm-hmm. but they misspelled it on the front bit which is why you're oh. in here monoply oh i misread it yeah yeah so it was on the front like on the side monopoly <laughs> is spelled correct but in the center is monoply championship can we buy it that's what i said i was like i think we should buy this thing now that's funny i said never s- haven't we haven't had a title belt since the kid rock world title that we should have that we need to buy oh, that- well, that that should go on No Rolls Bar that belt. Yeah, doesn't I,
2: make sense over here.
1: Let's see if it's still there.
2: Aaron James Spear, hello there. I'm I'm I've been a fan for parts of Unknown Wrestle Talk and the podcast for about a year now, and I'm just wondering something. What happened to that actually good series? It was brilliant, and I miss it. I want my science guy back.
1: <laughs> uh, <coughs> like, it was just got a grey white
2: one in the works.
1: Yeah, it was a case of uh, time was sort of uh, working against us in all of that because they would take they took they took a long time mm. to make. Uh, and the the review the views didn't like reflect that work. It was yeah. sort of like it it cost us money to make them. Um, but yeah, we're,
2: we're doing loads of stuff on parts of unknown. Hopefully, because yeah. you were filming everything by yourself. It was before coming back to the office and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for the kind words. John's Timmy wanted to send this last week with all the talk of dream matches, <coughs> and was wondering if there were any wrestlers retired or since passed you'd like to see in a dream match. I would personally love Orange Cassidy versus Eddie Guerrero, and Prime Taz
1: versus Kingston. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah, basically it's it's Eddie Guerrero versus a lot of people yeah. like Guerrero Omega, Guerrero Osprey. Like, there's so many matches that I'd have loved to have seen Eddie do. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and finally, Brian Moore
1: There are a few more Okay,
2: Brian Moore, almost forgot, one last thing Ollie, now that you're back, let the boys go to Chicago for Forbidden Door Do a charity stream if you have to Or make a GoFundMe, we will help I'll buy drinks for you while you're there Karaoke
1: everything, do it, Ollie Probably not going to <laughs> Sorry I mean, in all fairness, we're not going to the WWE show yeah. And that's <laughs> that's a two hour Train ride away <laughs> Uh, and lastly, bored dude said, "Undisputed Elite would release a new shirt uh, once my Blackpool Combat Club uh, no, try that again. Undisputed Elite would release a new shirt once my Blackpool Combat Club shirts arrived. but It is also an extra fiver to get the boys to Forbidden Door. <laughs> and Plan R has become a new member. And
2: well, I thought oh, we need new moderators for these live chats. Uh... That experience you're having in the live chat right now is made possible by a terrific, wonderful team of fans of the channel who watch along, and you know, just make sure everyone's having a nice time. If there's anyone sort of who come in as a bad actor, they get rid of them. Bots, get rid of them. Bots, all the bots. Every anyone who says and is the best, kick it. Obviously a bot. Blocked for five minutes. So if you could get in touch with support at WrestleTalk.com, if you are interested in joining our wonderful moderators team, there's a few perks. We send out a, a Patreon thing. Get a Patreon for now. Um, <coughs> uh, t-shirts occasionally. Mm-hmm. Nice T-shirts. So yeah,
1: please do get in touch there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Support at wrestletalk.com. Do send us an email and become one of our awesome moderators. We have a superb moderating team. You'll be part of a very, very lovely family.
2: Before, Before the emails... I haven't told you about my lovely weekend in France.
1: Yeah, please do tell me about your lovely weekend in France. The thing is, Ollie, is that I would have loved to ask you about that, but prior a couple of weeks ago, you had a go at me for asking you how your weekend but this was. This was a
2: thing. This was a this is a bigger thing. But you you are right. I will bring it up. I went to France over over the weekend. And how was it? I was deathly ill. <laughs> I spent a lot of it just just so unwell and achy and tired. But like, you put on a brave face. Well, I don't think I even did that. If you, if you look at the photo. <laughs> I tried because my lady partner loves holidays. We haven't been out of the country for two years. We've had so many holidays cancelled. Um, so I had to go to it. Um, And, you know, I wanted her to have a nice time. But if you do look at the photos, most of the time I'm just, like, doing a silly pose, it's okay. But there's this one photo taken at the end of the day that my dad texts me, like, Oh, you look so, like, nice in that photo. Like, you've got a a real deepness, emotional thing to your eyes. You look so happy. And I text back, I was falling asleep. (laughs) I know the exact moment. I think those are tears of pain. <laughs> anyway, here is my... I did have a very nice time overall. I felt much better halfway through Saturday and Sunday. <coughs> but I think French people like British culture more than they're letting on.
1: Okay. Oh, I mean, we could ask Terry about this because, well, and we actually, Terry moved here. We actually know because Terry likes it better here than she ever did in France.
2: So, in I would say it's fair to say, Britain, England, we have a kind of bantery, half-hateful relationship with the French, just culturally. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah like, are oh, they just a bunch of cowards? Yes, yeah. that's the popular one. Croissant-eating frogs. It's not uncommon
1: for the front pages of our tabloid newspapers to openly mock the country absolutely yeah i was uh, listening to a <laughs> podcast recently that was uh, reviewing uh, sonic the comic the uh, from the 90s and they had a special scratch and sniff edition of the comic where like you it gave you a scratch and sniff card and you would read through the comic and it would say like scratch this panel and sniff it right and it would like enhance the story it's basically 4dx it's... <laughs> and um it was a story about a french character that was interacting with sonic and the guy was just like you know it's nice to have to be able to read a comic from the 90s where it presents a, a french person but not as a coward and it's kind like no it's presenting him as smelly instead <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's the other
2: stereotype and garlic <laughs> um well yeah but but we have a lot of stuff in our culture like mm manger mm-hmm. like, like leon like uh little french why it's got a french name I thought it was american but th- but these are british companies Right. Using French yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas in
1: in France, they've got a French company called Pool.
2: <laughs> well, I, they I,
1: make sandwiches. I think using French words as your um, I think using French words in everyday language is a bit cliche.
2: Yeah, I, I, but you can't deny the British language has a je ne sais quoi about it. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I've always, you know, we 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 hate the French, but we also res- like have this un. Underneath resentment that they're a lot more cultural than us, one hundred percent they are. Yeah, and I I love France personally. I love their films, but I go. We're in (coughs) we're in Lille. I'm not kidding you. There are there are the exact same things, but England knockoffs. (laughs) There is a pub, and Lille isn't like a big English tourist town. We didn't hear any other English voices. It's it's European holiday places where other people in France go. There was a coffee chain with three different stores called Notting Hill Cafe. Really? There was a pub. Loads of shoe shops are named after crappy places in Kent
1: (laughs) Bexley.
2: Bexley (laughs) Shoes. So I think, yeah, they love, they they want to be us.
1: Well, if you are from uh, the Isle of France, do get in touch with Mm. us. Let us know why you're trying to appropriate. uh... (laughs) That's what it is. It's cultural appropriation. Uh, so, quickly, got Sorry. a couple of emails here. This one comes in from Nick, first up to say, Ollie, I support Purple Champa. <laughs> I forgot, forgot I did this. <laughs> On the one condition that they refer to him as the innovator of Violet. That's nice. What yes. do you think of Purple Champa? Do you think he'll get over better? Uh, I, I was... Um... I was taken aback by your suggestion of Purple champer. However, maybe that's going to be better than just randomly turning him heel and then instantly cutting to the back for a... Mm. Not, not for a Rhea Ripley promo, but to tell you a Rhea Ripley promo <laughs> will be coming up in three segments time. Well,
2: you know, if you had a Purple champer, they wouldn't have done that. They would have held on him and the announcers would be going, but what? Who is that? Who? He's Purple.
1: Who is this Purple yeah. man? Um, so Nick was also... Uh, at the dynamite where joe took on suzuki Um, and i asked him uh how it was and he said uh joe versus suzuki was awesome like the entire crowd was captivated when the match started except my girlfriend who asked why do they just keep slapping each other i had to shut up it's cool (laughs) i had to give her a brief explanation of japanese old school style and the staple macho face off uh, to see which man backs down first but the chops echoed throughout the whole arena and locked everyone in as good as it was though punk versus penta was my match of the night huh, yeah what a really good story um and uh yeah we all got super hyped when the lights went out after the joe suzuki match huh. expecting an roh relevant debut like cesaro or something everyone was understandably deflated when we saw it was not that um there's also an email here um that are i think it was probably meant to be read out on the aew dynamite review while i was away the one that you and pete did it says here uh hi ollie and pete first time emailer thought i'd weigh in on the meat sauce discourse it's a vegetarian because since going veggie a few years back thing i've missed the most apart from kfc and steak and kidney pies is a proper good roast dinner either home cooked from a pub or a carvery i just miss proper good roast dinners especially christmas dinner also pete is right you can have yorkshire puddings with any meat anyway here's my official rankings okay in fourth place turkey and cranberry yep i think that's where we all we all settle pete has entered the room by the way yeah. for this very email yeah he actually heard uh, it being <laughs> talked about and he ran down uh too dry too sweet yeah in third place beef and horseradish oh that was pete's number one roast beef has never been my favorite mm-hmm, same uh, in second place pork and apple <gasps> nearly takes the top spot oh. because of a great apple sauce is unbeatable but in first place it is lamb and mint Purpley cooked lamb is beyond great And I just adore mince sauce Also surely the perfect sauce for chicken Is a bottle of Nando's Jam that jam That's from uh, Luke Owen Writer, podcaster and presenter And author of what? Lights Camera Came over Very good
2: Well we're, we're very similar then Yeah Yeah cause like oh, well, I, yeah. It's,
1: it's daylight between Mince sauce and lamb And pork and apple I could not me. believe Pete's choices Yeah I was walking the kid around And I nearly woke the kid up from her nap <laughs> Cause I was just screaming into the ether About how silly Pete is Why are you here Pete? I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> okay well we do need to end the podcast there uh also someone's <laughs> emailed in to uh talk about prisoners
2: shows, oh, What a uh, movie.
1: shows how long you've been off for
2: yeah sorry guys
1: <laughs> uh, i'll get to your film based questions next week uh thank you all so much for listening take care i love you goodbye